Jesus, when he left the earth, he left his Holy Spirit to live within us so that we can encounter the spirit of the living God every day of our lives, right? And so when we reach out to him, scripture says that he is reaching back for us. And so the the one who reaches receives. Hey everyone, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood Podcast is all about investing in every girl from every generation to live intentionally, lead confidently, and love generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, hey, friends, welcome to season eight of the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and I want to thank you for joining me today. And a special thank you for all of you who have been faithfully tuning in, subscribing, and sharing on social media with your friends. There are so many ways that you could be spending your time, so it really means a lot that you would spend it here. Well, this season, we are going to be talking about what it means to have an encounter. That's our word of the year. And we have an incredible lineup of guests who are going to be sharing about their God encounters, and they're going to be helping us to learn how to have our own. God encounters aren't random or by accident. We can actually stretch ourselves and position ourselves for a God encounter. How do we have an encounter with God's word? How do we have an encounter with the right people who are going to help us encounter God? And what can we do in the mundane to set us up for a miracle? This season, we're going to be answering all of these questions and so much more. You know, last week I shared about how an encounter with Jesus requires us to refuse to be distracted by the crowd and how an encounter with Jesus actually requires a response on our part and how important it is to bring God the whole truth of our story. Well, today I wanted to bring on one of my favorite people, Carissa Robinson. She also co-hosts here with me on the podcast quite a bit. And it has been such a privilege, Carissa, to watch you over these last several years and some of the encounters that you've had with God that have not only impacted your own life and your own family, but has truly impacted so many other people. So welcome to the podcast. So glad you're here. So glad to be here, Pastor Julie. So grateful for you. And I'm so excited about this word over our church in this season. You and Pastor Todd brought it to us a couple months back to our staff meeting. And when you first delivered this word from the Lord to us, (laughs) we were all on the edge of our seats because you showed up with a bunch of items I've never seen you have before. Mm -hmm. A bunch of Taylor Swift merchandise. (laughs) And we were all just like... We're not sure where this is going. Right. We didn't right. know that you had the Taylor Swift sweatshirt and the Taylor Swift it all. bags. Yep. We know that now that it was borrowed <laughs> from some Swifties Absolutely. on the staff. But of course, you of all people found a spiritual revelation in a Taylor Swift analogy, and you have got to share it with our listeners. Well, you know, what's so funny is that when I shared this lesson at staff meeting, it was really just kind of the seed of the word that God had been putting in my heart. So, you know, during that season, I was actually watching this culture moment happen, right? I mean, what has happened over this last year has been epic. I mean, we've got, you know, we, we've got people paying thousands of dollars, right, just to go to a concert. We have a global community that is united by 
little beaded friendship bracelets, right? <laughs> I mean, they, they, it is, this culture is so strong, like this global community. And, um, and so I reached out to a couple of girls because I was like, what is going on with all of this? You know, um, and two in particular on our team. And it was like seven in the morning. And I, I texted him. I said, hey, I had a few questions about Taylor Swift. And I honestly said, you know, if you don't have time to answer, don't worry about it because staff meeting was like in a couple hours. Well, literally my phone just started blowing up. There was just so much they had to say and they had to share. And what I started to see, you know, in some of the girls on our team and also that, you know, generations, moms, grandmas and granddaughters all singing the same songs and going to the same, the same concert. It has been like so much more than just an event. It's been a cultural moment and it's actually had a profound impact on not only the people that are going to the concerts, but having this impact on our culture. I mean, as of, as of today, Taylor Swift over this last year has, you know, has impacted our economy. Like $10 billion have been dropped into our economy. Her cat, her cat, his net worth is $97 million. Like how does that even happen, right? <laughs> when you think about all of this, this was clearly more than an event. An event is something that you talk about for a few days and then it's over. When in actuality, what people really need and what people really are desiring is this encounter, this face-to-face meeting. So this is where it all started. It was like, you know, what, what people were ex- are experiencing in our culture is what we want to see for our people. And when you think about what was happening it, with, you know, with this whole culture, encounter culture that Taylor Swift has actually created in our culture, is that there's this culture of anticipation and expectation, right? That it's not just about, I'm going to pick up my ticket this week. It's about waiting till the tickets go on sale and then getting in line and then, you know, and then probably not getting a ticket and then yeah. spending, right? I mean, it's, there's this anticipation, not just for the event itself, but the event before the event, which was when the tickets go on sale, there is this, you know, you don't just pick out your outfit that day. You're like planning for months. So there's this anticipation and expectation. And I, I think one of the things that struck me was that, it, that people were asking, what is she going to do next? I mean, she's giving like truck di- truck drivers $100,000 bonuses. She has special guests showing up. And it started making me think, you know, this is how the anticipation and the expectation of those of us who actually are are responsible for, you know, for, for stewarding sacred moments in people's lives that, that we ask ourselves the question, what is God going to do next, right? I mean, he is a God that wants to do new things. What's he going to do next? And and how can I be prepared for it? And then you think about the, the participation that it's, they don't just go to listen to songs. Like people are singing every word to every song. Oh yeah. And so really this encounter is like full on participation that it's an invitation to be a full participant in what Jesus, what the spirit of God is wanting to do on the earth today. I think I'm probably drawing way too many spiritual parallels, but I could go really deep on this. But here's the bottom line that we want people to not just have an experience. We want people to not just come to an event, but we want them to have an encounter with the spirit of the living God. And we can't fabricate like spiritual encounters for people. We can't, we can, we can't fabricate this or create it, but we can prepare for it. We can prepare for the, the places and spaces where the spirit of God is going to show up. That's a lot. But I love it. That's where it started. Only you can get that much <laughs> from the Taylor Swift cultural moment. Oh, there of is the day. more. There is more. I we might have to it. do a whole episode. 
I, the real question is, could you sing a Taylor Swift song? I really can't write. Okay. So, okay, maybe later. Swift. Maybe later. Well, yeah, maybe. In season eight. It'll, it'll happen. <laughs> it'll happen sometime in season eight. Well, last episode, you shared this whole narrative in scripture about the woman with the issue of blood, that she had more than just an experience with Jesus, like you were talking about. She truly had an encounter. And you said this, you said, encounters are uncommon, but they don't have to be rare. Mm -hmm. I would love for you to unpack that a little bit. What can we do to make sure encounters aren't rare in our lives? Right. You know, when you look at um, at the throughout scripture, there were so many God encounters and they were a little bit more rare, right? In the Old Testament, Um, you've got Moses encountering the burning bush And then when Jesus shows up, you know, he's the visible image of the invisible God. People encountered God every time they were around him. But you've got the four men who lowered their friend, the paralytic friend, so that Jesus would heal them. And then and then you've got the woman who reached out and touched Jesus. And what you see is like that in every one of these situations that 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 an encounter is uncommon because it's holy. They don't happen everywhere. Right, you you don't have a spiritual encounter usually um, at at a bar or at a club. Um, they happen; these encounters, God encounters, happen where the Spirit of the Living God is, and so they're they're un, they're uncommon because they're holy, and we don't want to ever take them for granted. But they don't have to be rare. And if you look at at all three of these instances I just talked about, you know, it was when Moses turned aside and changed directions that he had an encounter. It was when these four men actually put their faith into action and carried their friend on a stretcher for who knows how long and tore off a roof to to make sure that Jesus would would to make sure that he would get into the presence of Jesus. And this woman, she actually reached out. And when I said it last week that it was the one who reached that received a miracle that there's a difference between touching and reaching. And, and so I think that, that how they are not rare is that, you know, that, that Jesus, when he left the earth, he left his Holy Spirit to live within us so that we can encounter the spirit of the living God every day of our lives, right? And so when we reach out to him, scripture says that he is reaching back for us. And so the, the one who reaches receives. And like I said last week that, that there were hundreds of people, but, but when this woman reached and this reach was not a comfortable reach, right? I mean, she was down on her hands and knees. She was stretching so that she did not miss out on what she knew Jesus wanted to give her. And so when we talk about reaching, we're talking about stretching and when we reach, there's something that is out of our reach that comes into our reality because we did the reaching. And, you know, you can't reach and, and, and hold on to something at the same time. Reaching requires a stretch. Wow. Come on. I mean, you're, what you're talking about truly is faith in action. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've said this before. We've heard it a million times that our, our faith is not opposed to effort. Right. And, yeah. And the woman that day had to make yeah. an effort in mm-hmm. order to have this encounter with mm-hmm. Jesus. She yes. had this stretch. And, you know, you, you said it when you were talking about in episode one, like there was a lot on the line for her mm-hmm. to just be around right. those people. Mm-hmm. It was not comfortable right. for her to be anywhere near those people. She really, truly not just physically stretched to reach mm-hmm. for Jesus's robe, but 
she stepped out of her comfort That's zone. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's I think it's so important for us to sit here for a minute mm-hmm. because if we're if we're honest, if I'm honest at least with myself, I have been pretty comfortable. And mm-hmm. you know, I just wonder, you know, how often am I getting that uncomfortable mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. life? I think it's important for us to just spend a few minutes here and talk yeah. practically about what this could look like in our day to day to yeah. stretch and reach like the woman or mm-hmm. like the four friends. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking about just my day to day life. Like I've got lots of really amazing girlfriends and friends and um, and I just wonder, like, am I stretching myself enough in the area of being around people that aren't like me, that don't live in the church bubble that I live in every day? Mm -hmm. How many people in my life am I going out of my way to invest in that Mm -hmm. would never experience Jesus if I didn't hang out with them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know. Like, (laughs) how many people are in my circle like that? Mm -hmm. I was also thinking, like, one of the really practical ways that we could talk about stretching is our whole church is about to step into a season of prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. And I love this time you and Pastor Todd challenge us as we head into the Easter season to spend Mm -hmm. time away to fast yeah. to, I think I could stretch in this yeah. area as we step into the season to go, man, what would actually hurt mm-hmm. to fast? Yeah. Like yeah. what would actually be a stretch? Yeah. What would actually be a stretch? I think, I think you're, you're right. I think that especially in our Western world, you know, we do have pretty comfortable lives. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and, and I think about, first of all, that, um, that some of you out there may not have really comfortable lives and you might be in a situation where you need a miracle or you have a situation that you really need God to move on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about stretching, right, stretching means that, like the woman stepping out of your comfort zone, inviting people into pray with you and for you. And there's this, there's a stretching that, that happens. A lot of us, you know, we want a miracle, but we don't really want to be in a position where we need a miracle. Mm. So we're like, yeah. you know, Lord, send me a miracle, but please keep me out of any situation that will <laughs> yeah, actually so make me, you know, make me need one. Hey everyone, Carissa here. You know, one of my favorite things I love most about the podcast is the conversations I get to have with my friends. From favorite quotes to so good moments to devotionals, Show Notes Plus gives me the opportunity to discuss and dive deeper into the content. It's also a great way to stay up to date on everything happening in sisterhood. Click the link in our show notes so you don't miss out on anything. And it comes in those seasons of fasting and prayer when we ask God, you know, hey, what can I give up so that so that I can draw closer to you? And what do you want to speak into my life so that I can be ready and prepared for everything that you want to do for me and everything that you want to do through me? And so practicing fasting is really when we when we exercise that no muscle. We say no to something that we don't actually have to say no to. And this is the no muscle means that we're getting stronger in our faith. See, God knew that all all of the the willpower in the world could not get us to break a bad habit or to, to, to break an addiction. And so he gave us these spiritual disciplines. And when we actually exercise a no muscle in one area, it gives us strength and spiritual strength for another area that he may want to be working on. And so there are some things that only come about through prayer and fasting. I love that. I love that. I mean, that's a, that's a great way to stretch in this season. Mm-hmm. So we talk about prayer and fasting. That's like a, a seasonal stretch. Yeah. But what about the, the daily stretch? Yeah. I know you've shared 
with many of us, just your daily discipline mm-hmm. to spend time with Jesus mm-hmm. and that that you actually weren't a big journaling girl, right, right. but you took a step to mm-hmm. stretch mm-hmm. and to get better in that area. I would love for you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because we're talking about, you know, daily encounters with Jesus, right? And I think a lot of times that that as believers, we sometimes, you know, we, we take the verse like we're saved by grace, it's not by works, and we can't earn our salvation. And that is so true, right? But God is not opposed to our effort. You said that earlier. He's opposed to us trying to earn our salvation, but there is effort that goes into the lifestyle of a disciple. And some of that effort is the the dailiness of sometimes the mundane, but sometimes the mundane is where the real strength of a God encounter happens. It's those it's those daily encounters we have with him. So you're asking about stretching. And and so there there was a, a time when I knew that I need to stretch myself a little bit in, in my time with the Lord, but I'd never gotten consistent in the practice of journaling. And I just admired, you know, the, the spiritual walk of those who had. And so I just began just getting a little bit stronger every day. And I remember the first, when I first started journaling, I would set this timer for three minutes and I would just write for three minutes. And, and when the timer would go off, I would stop writing because I wanted to, I, I wanted to build the habit more than I wanted to write a book. Right. And so over, over time, I, I, I started with three minutes and then I built up to five. And then, you know, after a, a year, I have a whole journal for the very first time. Right. And when I journal, I can go back on the times that God spoke on the times that, that he showed up on the times that I experienced his grace and his love and those those times that I encountered him are now recorded, you know, and, and they're not for anybody else but for me, but it's been such a, a great practice. And I think that for all of us in the daily practices, um, the coming to Jesus every single day is just such an important part. If we want to encounter the presence of God, if we want to, to truly grow into who he's called us to be, to be ready to receive everything he wants to place in our hands, it's going to require a stretch. But sometimes it requires more than a stretch, right? You know, I, I've shared before that several years ago, I was in an accident and I broke my shoulder. And and when I was in, in recovery, I would go to physical therapy and I would have to stretch, right? And the stretching actually hurt. It, it was actually painful because I would have to roll this ball up a wall and every single time the muscles and, and the scar tissue would just give me so much pain. And, and I remember there were some tears along the way. But over time, what hurt in the moment actually brought healing in the long run. And so sometimes, you know, when we stretch, we, what, what hurts us does not harm us, right? And sometimes as we're encountering Jesus and we're praying that over time, our prayers should kind of switch directions. You know, we talked about not settling for just experiences with God, but an encounter with him means that what is our response going to be? You know, how do we stop asking God, what are you going to do for me? And begin to ask, what can I do for you? You know, what, what are your desires? Change my desires. That's what an encounter does. It changes our desires over time. And sometimes, you know, that, that requires getting beyond uncomfortable to sometimes things that, you know, that, that are going to require maybe a little bit of pain along the way. And, you know, one of the things that, that I think that has become so countercultural for us are, are words like sacrifice and obedience 
And I was thinking about you, Carissa, and, you know, I've watched you grow from, you know, what can God do for me into, God, what can I do for you? What problem is there out there that I can be a part of the solution that that you might have? And I'd love for you to share a little bit of your story, you know, of just how you stepped into fostering yeah. um, the beautiful children that you have. Was that like a, a, a burning bush moment or was it a, a slow stretch? What was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was about eight years ago when me and my husband Cole were sitting in a Church United meeting where we gather all the churches in the area um, to have like a staff meeting together to align on mission. And uh, there was a guy that got up and just shared the issue of how many kids in our mm-hmm. county are are being removed from their home and placed in foster care and how few of the homes that were receiving these children were Christian homes. Wow. And so the, the, the call was to tell he was talking to all these church leaders. Hey, church leaders, you know, go back to your churches. We need Christian foster homes. Go tell the people in your church to step up. And Cole and I just kind of looked at each other like, gosh, yeah, like this is somebody needs to do something about this. You know, like this is not good. And and we went home that night and, and we just felt like the Lord was saying, this is not an issue you need to talk to someone else about. This is an issue that I'm calling you to do something about. And so we were like, I don't know, a couple months married at the time and really early on in marriage and going, we don't have children. We barely know what marriage is and <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to take a step. And so we we did. And uh, here we are seven years later. We fostered uh, 13 little ones. And uh, and it was I mean, it's been it's been wow. crazy. There's been a lot of sacrifices. I mean, we went from zero children to a child being dropped off on our doorstep with 15 minute notice and um, with very little idea on what we were doing or how to do it or how to take care of a baby or a child that's coming from, you know, uh, a drug addiction from birth or, you know, whatever the situation was, we felt very unqualified, but we felt this burden to align our life with what God was calling us to do. And so, you know, I told you this a couple, probably like a year ago now, Pastor Julie, that I had this moment uh, recently where I realized uh, when I was younger, I had this recurring <laughs> dream that uh, I would be in my bed sleeping and I would hear a baby crying like outside my window or outside my door. And I would go to the front door of my house. I would open the door and there would be a baby waiting on my doorstep. And this dream was happening when I was very young, elementary age, like six, seven, eight, and it happened for many years of my life. And I just remember this. Um, But it wasn't really until about last year that I realized that this was actually a God vision for my life. And I never was able to connect the dots that that this was actually something that God had placed in my heart a long time ago. And your response to me was Ephesians 2.10. I don't know if you even remember saying this to me, but you you reminded me that mm-hmm. I am God's masterpiece yeah. created in Christ Jesus to do the good works mm-hmm. that he planned for me yeah. long ago, mm-hmm. before I was even a Christian, Amazing. before I was even saved, you know, that, that God had always had mm-hmm. this plan for me to align my life and um, step up and and carry this. And and with that, I mean, there's you talk about sacrifice, you talk about obedience. It was that. It was mm-hmm. sacrifice. It was obedience. Um, but what has come of it is just something I never could have imagined yeah. my life to be. I mean, mm-hmm. Cole and I have this extended family of 
other people and other children that we never would have known, never would have been part of our life mm-hmm. if we hadn't stepped into the call to foster. And um, we have extra grandparents in our life from one of the babies <laughs> that we've taken in. Oh. And and we have two beautiful adopted girls that will be mm-hmm. with us forever. And that was never right. our, that was not why we stepped into fostering, right. but but what a beautiful mm-hmm. unintended outcome that wow. God has just given us more than we could have ever asked for. I love that. I, I love that. First of all, Chris said that um, it's just amazing that God just began to speak to you. And he does this. He speaks to us at a very young age, put desires, you know, those were, those were encounters even before you knew him. Yeah. He was reaching out to you. Right. And so I, I think that's so beautiful and then to see that that desire and that passion just turn into everyday obedience. And, you know, when um, when I think about your story and so many stories like this, that that again, what felt like a sacrifice at the beginning, the sacrifice of obedience, that God had so much more for you. Right. right? And so it is actually your your encounter has become the seed of somebody else's miracle you know, of, of your sweet little Nyla's miracle, that, that that encounter actually was the seed of her being placed in a home where she's going to grow up and love Jesus and, and know him and her life. Like she is a spitfire. I mean, and you can tell already she is a masterpiece. She is. She knows it, but she is a, she is a masterpiece. And I just think, you know, just that's, that's what encounters do. They actually are the seed for someone else's miracle. And so we tell these stories so that you can see for listeners out there that, that when you actually step out in obedience, when you, when you think that you're sacrificing something for Jesus, he always has so much more to give us in return. It's so it's amazing. It mm-hmm. is. It is. Come on. Well, this has been such a powerful conversation. Thanks for having me, Pastor Julie. It's so fun. Always Thank love you. chatting with you. Well, you said this in episode one, but yeah. every episode in this season, we're going to end with a question that somebody sent in. One of Great. our listeners sent, sent in. this in. And so this one came from Casey. Okay. And she sent it in after episode one. Her question was this, how do I create everyday spaces for encounters in my home with my family and my kids? Mm -hmm. Wow, that is such a great question. And I think that um, I could take that in so many different directions. But since we're talking about encounters, I think it's really important to find a way to mark the times that God is faithful, that God answers prayers in your child's life and in the life of your family. And for us, we have this box at home. It's a memory box. And, um, And what we started to do was we started to use that box to tell the stories of God's faithfulness when we encountered his healing, his joy, his provision, his presence in our lives. And it began to tell the story of, of our family. And then the times that, you know, that, that you, that he showed up, um, when you were praying for, for your child to have peace when they go to school or to help them on that spelling test, whatever it is to be able to start marking those moments and then find a way maybe once a month to be able to take those things out and share the stories of of how God's presence, his power have been in in and around your family in everyday situations. 
I love that. We can mark the moment. That's such That's a right. practical way to facilitate this this uh, encounter mm-hmm. culture in our homes and with our families. Pastor Julie, thank you for challenging us in this area to really stretch and to reach, to encounter God in this fresh way. This has been such a great conversation. And we just want to remind you, don't forget to send in your questions. There's actually a link in our show notes where you can not only ask a question, but you can also send us a prayer request or let us know what you want to hear next on the podcast. And we'll end every episode this season answering one of your questions. So be sure to click the link in our show notes because we definitely want to hear from you. Well, thanks for tuning in on the So Good Sisterhood podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend and connect with us on social media. We love you and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, or leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.